Welcome to Verse by Verse, the teaching ministry of Pastor John Reed from Calvary Chapel, Northwest Reno. You'll want to grab your Bible and follow along, verse by verse, with Pastor John. Himself had entered into the heart of Judas Iscariot. I think suicide can be demonic. I think suicide can be a mental illness. I think suicide can be the end of your rope and desperation. I think it's a horrible sin. But I don't see the Bible teaching it's the unpardonable sin. I believe the cross pays for every sin, even the sin of suicide. I believe when you become a Christian, your soul is committed to Christ. And so the devil and his demons will try to destroy your body. I believe Christians are attacked and tempted to commit suicide because the devil knows if I can't have your soul, I can destroy your body so you cannot be used by God and your life won't count. And so I encourage you, fight suicide and that temptation and give your whole self to Christ and live for him and let him pull you out of your sadness and your despair and your depression and get counseling from Christian friends, a pastor, a Christian counselor, and you can make it through. Now, let me say about Judas and Peter, they both betrayed Jesus. Judas sold Jesus for money. Peter sold Jesus for his own skin. I'm afraid three times he denied, I don't even know him. He's cussing, I don't know the blankety blank. Leave me alone. And the, the rooster crows, yes, and they both go running off crying. But Peter comes back. Peter repents. Peter makes it right. I believe if Judas Iscariot came back to Jesus and said, I'm sorry, forgive me, take me back, he would have. That's the key. Come back to Christ. Don't run away from him. Verse 19. And it became known to all who were living in Jerusalem so that in their own language, that field was called Hakadama, that is, field of blood. For it is written in the book of Psalms, he's quoting now from the book of Psalms, the writings of King David, let his homestead be made desolate, and let no one dwell in it, and let another man take his office. Peter's really been thinking about Judas. Peter is concerned. We need another one to take his place. We need the original 12 apostles. I agree, yes. But here's my point. Apostles can only be chosen by Jesus Christ himself. And he empowers them to do great things, miracles, healings, preaching, starting churches, doing incredible things. I believe it's not Peter's place to appoint an apostle. I believe it's Jesus's place to appoint the next apostle. 
In the book of Revelation, we read about the golden city, the new Jerusalem, and it is built on 12 foundation stones. And each foundation stone is named after the 12 apostles. There are 12. Judas is out. And someone has been put in his place. My opinion, it's the Apostle Paul, Saul of Tarsus. And you remember he was public enemy number one, destroyer of the churches, murderous, riding his high horse, going to Damascus to incarcerate and kill more Christians. And guess who comes down from heaven? The Lord Jesus Christ in a bright light knocks him down and, you know, why are you persecuting me? Who are you? I am Jesus. And Jesus comes down from heaven and he chooses the 12th apostle. Not Peter. I think Peter is goofing up. I think Peter is impetuous. He's tired of praying and waiting, and we got to get the show on the road. But don't get ahead of the Holy Spirit. Don't get ahead of God. Wait and pray. Wait for him to open a door. Wait for him to move. Pentecost is almost here. The Holy Spirit is going to come in power, in glory, in just the next chapter, just days away. Don't jump the gun. Don't do a false start. Don't be anxious. Wait for the Spirit's answer. But I need a job now. I got to make a decision now. I got to get married now. I got to do ministry now. I got to do. Wait on the Lord because you may choose the wrong one and then you're going to be in a mess. Don't vote without Jesus. Verse 21. Therefore, it is necessary that of the men who had accompanied us all the time that the Lord Jesus went in and out among us, beginning with the baptism of John until the day he was taken up from us, one of these must become a witness with us of his resurrection. You know, out of our 120, I have some good candidates. And it must be a man, a male. One who has been with us from the beginning of Jesus' ministry when it started all the way back at the Jordan River. Remember John the Baptist? It's got to be a man who was there, who saw Jesus get baptized in the water, who saw the power of the Holy Spirit dove come upon Jesus, one who was there from the beginning, hearing him preach repentance, his teachings, his miracles, all the way up till the ascension when he went back into the clouds. It's got to be a guy who's been with us these two to three years, one of them must be an apostle. Makes sense to me. <laughs> but I think Jesus had other plans. One who actually saw his resurrection, one of the 500 who Jesus physically appeared to, he's got to be one of the 12 apostles. 
it's convincing. <laughs> you know, men have their own decisions. Have you ever been in church meetings and we're voting and we're deciding? Maybe you've been a, a member of a congregational rule church and everybody has a vote and you do your ballot or maybe you've been an elder or a deacon or a trustee on a church and, you know, we're making decisions. Hopefully we are praying and waiting and trying to make Jesus's decision for his church. But sometimes churches vote wrong. Sometimes churches make bad decisions. Man, I could look back on my past and I know uh, churches I've been a part of where we put in bad leaders, the wrong one, <laughs> a bad pastor, a bad music minister, a bad elder, a bad deacon. And I'm like, what were we thinking? This person, they hate the people. They hate God. They don't even want to come to church. And here we've put them as a leader. <laughs> what were we doing? We should have been praying and seeking the Lord and going slow. And we're, well, we got to hurry, you know, fill the position. And maybe you've been hurt by a bad leader who should have never been appointed by men. It should have been someone that God chose, that God put in. Have you been there? Bad decisions. I remember I was at a church and we just got a brand new person and I was on the board and I promoted him and then he's at my house for dinner and he just comes unglued yelling and screaming at me and horror happened in our church and I put my head down and I said, Lord... We chose the wrong pastor. <laughs> Mistakes happen. We're only human. So Peter has his qualifications, which make sense to me. Verse 23. So they put forward two men, Joseph called Barsabas, who is also called Justice, and Matthias. Okay, God, we've been praying, Jesus. We have two candidates for you to choose. Okay, God, should I take this job or that job? You know, I really want that Corvette. Should I get the red one or the black one? <laughs> okay, should I marry Joe or Curly? <laughs> okay, God, I've given you two choices. You get to select like multiple choice. And I think God says, no, I don't want any of those two choices. I choose Z. I choose number 25. No, God, but I was deciding between Reno and Sparks. Which place should I move to? And God says, no, that's not where you're supposed to go. And so be careful to put God in a box and to limit him. And then you may have a day where all your doors close. But God, I gave you two doors and they're both closed. And God says, no, I've opened a window. I have a different direction, a different calling. So Peter, the congregation, gives God two choices. Justice or Matthias. 24. And they prayed and said, You, Lord, who know the hearts of all men, 
show which one of these two you have chosen. Well, it must be God's will. I prayed over it, right? I said, God, A or B, and I prayed, and so it must be God's will. Did you get a confirmation? Did you ask God to give you a sign? Did he speak to you outside of yourself from someone, uh, another Christian, a spiritual leader? Did he show you in a powerful, miraculous way? like a bright light knocking him down off of a horse and blinding him and a supernatural healing happened to Paul. And the name changed from Saul to Paul. Very miraculous, very obvious that it was the hand and the power of the Lord Jesus Christ. Just because you pray doesn't mean it's God's will. You must wait for the answer. And can I tell you, God says yes, and God says no, and God says wait. Why did he say no? Because he has a better choice. He has a better plan. Why won't he join my plan? Because you must join his plan. I think Peter is jumping the gun and he is rushing in. So we've chosen these two, verse 25, to occupy this ministry, an apostleship from which Judas turned aside to go to his own place. He's a traitor. He betrayed us. He left us. Have you been there? You know, sometimes I beat myself up. God, why did we put that leader in? And they left us and they went back to the world and back to their drugs and back to their sins. What was I thinking? And there's times I've been very hurt and betrayed by Christians and ministry and relationships. And, and I had one time I was just beating myself up and having a pity party because I had been betrayed and so hurt and torn up. And a Christian from the church just came up to me and said, well, Pastor John, you know what happened to Jesus? I'm like, what? One of Jesus's closest friends stabbed him in the back, sold him out and betrayed him. I said, I guess I don't feel so bad. <laughs> if it happened to the Lord Jesus Christ, it's probably going to happen to you. It's life. People let us down. People fall away. People lose it. People go crazy. People get demonized. People go crazy. He turned aside from a wonderful, great life to be an apostle. I know pastors of some of the largest churches in the country, and they lost their minds. <laughs> And they went crazy, and they went into sin, and adultery, and drugs, and craziness, and just ran off. And the churches say, don't come back. <laughs> We've had enough of this. It happens. People are sinful. You know, and then there's the big question, but if he was chosen, how could he fall away? You know, my thinking is, he wasn't for real. He wasn't a true follower. He had not truly given his life and his heart. He had not really made a life-changing commitment from the very start. 
You know, some people follow Christ for different reasons. I want some more bread. I want a healing. I want part of the cut. I want some of the money. (laughs) Not everybody follows Jesus because they love him. Not everybody comes to church to experience Christ. But I believe the true blue believer perseveres, perseverance of the saint. They hang in there to the bitter end like Peter. But the phony, when the road gets rough, they hit the road, and they throw it all in, and they call it quits. They destroy themselves. Verse 26. And they drew lots for them, and the lot fell to Matthias, and he was added to the eleven apostles. And my reaction is, Matthias who? (laughs) What did Matthias ever do? Did he do miracles and wonders? Did he preach great sermons? Did he start churches? Was he a great missionary? I don't know anything Matthias did. But I know Paul the Apostle, the most horrible, evil sinner, becomes one of the greatest apostles of the church, and he starts countless churches. He writes more books of the New Testament than anyone else, and he leads the church, and he meets with the Council of Jerusalem, and he is the recognized apostle of the church. Powerful apostle to the Gentiles who ushers in missions and reaching out to those outside of Judaism and the Jewish race. The great apostle Paul is definitely Jesus's vote. Now, you could tell God, but I voted and I chose. But Jesus can trump you. Jesus can veto your vote. Jesus can override And sometimes we make a mess of the situation and God comes in and he fixes it and he gives you the right choice. Was it Garth Brooks unanswered prayers? You know, he wanted to marry this high school sweetheart in his song. And but God, I'm praying, I'm praying, I want her, I want her. And God says, nope. And then later, God brings that perfect wife that he had chosen. And Garth says, you know, it's an unanswered prayer. God made the best choice. He overrode me. He can do the same for you. Just because the church votes it so doesn't make it God's will. Casting of lots, drawing lots, you know, straws and stones. And it was kind of an Old Testament practice during a New Testament time. I think the church is supposed to wait for the Holy Spirit, for a gift, for a revelation, for a move of God. Stick with Jesus' choice. I believe there are only 12 apostles. You know, a lot of this chapter is very controversial. I'll tell you what I think. I think there's 12 apostles. Oh, but such and such church and denomination and this cult and this group here, they have a modern-day apostle. 
you know, and because he's an apostle, he can add to scripture and he's written other writings and books. You know, he's an apostle. So he's over all the churches and he has authority and we must do what he says. I think the apostles are dead. I think the Bible is the prophets of the Old Testament, the apostles of the New Testament. And I think Jesus completed his apostles and he has his uh, holy city built on the 12 apostles. I don't think that there's a man alive today that can write holy scripture. I don't think that there is a human who is over the universal church and tells us and dictates to us what to do. I would say the apostles are dead. But we see in Acts, it is a transition from the Gospels. Jesus had the power. He did the miracles. He had the gifts. Then you see it move through the Holy Spirit upon the apostles. Then you see it spread to the disciples. Then you see the power of the church. The church can heal and do gifts and deliverance and the supernatural and revelation and the same powers and miracles that Jesus did are now transferred to us. And it is the book of Acts, the acts or the actions of the church through the Holy Spirit. Beware of false apostles that add new things, new rules, new revelation, new books. Try to boss us around. I believe we talk directly to Jesus. <laughs> I believe he's our high priest. I believe we have pastors that are shepherds. They guide us. But I'm not a prophet, apostle telling you, you have to do this. To me, that's kind of cultish. You see the cults with their apostles commanding and telling people to do crazy, ridiculous, detrimental things. Jesus can vote. <laughs> Jesus can act on his own behalf. You don't have to do his job. What are we to do? We're to pray, and we're to wait, and we're to follow the Holy Spirit. And in the next chapter, the Spirit's going to come, Pentecost. You know, it's only been a 10-day wait. It's not like Peter's been waiting for years. You know, can't you wait a week and a half, Peter, please? <laughs> He's anxious. He wants to get the show on the road. I think he has a good heart. He wants to be a good leader. But we can't get ahead of the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, what are you doing? What am I to do at work, at home, with this relationship, with this problem? Can I tell you what I've been learning don't just jump in. We'll all just fix it. And then I make it worse. Wait and pray. At work, wait and pray. At home, in the neighborhood, church, ministry, wait and pray. Holy Spirit, I'm bringing it to you again. Show me. What am I to do? You cannot change people, but the Holy Spirit can. 
wait and pray on the Lord. And the Spirit will begin to work, and he'll show you, and he'll open a door, and he'll lead you, just like Jesus promised. Let Jesus appoint leaders. Let's pray. Holy Spirit of God, may we wait upon you. Speak to us, show us, move in our midst, make it obvious and clear the next step, the next decision. May we refuse to go forward without you. Anoint our paths, direct us, show us the next step. Lead us and guide us with our burdens, our concerns, our worries, our fears. Our needs we bring before you, Spirit of God. Move in your church today. For we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for supporting Verse by Verse, the teaching ministry of Pastor John Reed from Calvary Chapel, Northwest Reno, at 246 Courtney Lane, Reno, Nevada, 89523. Our phone number is 775-746-4567 and our webpage is calvaryreno.com. You're always welcome to join our services.